what's going on everybody welcome once again to the low-key podcast we are really excited to bring to you today the things that we're most excited for for the rest of 2019 and uh, i am one of your hosts if you've been here before you've heard this voice many many times aaron lanton and also we got with us coming from dallas texas we got keith denny how's it going sir good good how's it going Pretty good. No, so I'm, I'm out of Nashville. I don't know why I didn't say that at first. And uh, from Hollywood, coming live, Tim Malloy. How's it going? It's real good. I want to congratulate you on your prawns win in the wing off last weekend. Oh, uh, congratulations. Your wife came in gold. Uh, <laughs> but very respectable. Very respectable finish. The five best wings I've ever eaten. You're so, the third. Yeah, we had a wing off last weekend. Tim happened to come in town, uh, and my wife won with her Jamaican jerk wings. I apparently got bronze. Uh, the silver went to a very, very good chef who smoked his wings, and uh, then we had some other uh, wings come in, too. Keith, you missed that. Sorry about that, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, th- how often does that happen? That's a Nashville thing, right? We That was just something we did kind of ad hoc like it wasn't planned it just happened oh, oh i thought it was just something that just just happens out there sometimes <laughs> well i mean i guess it will be it'll be a, an a upstanding tradition going forward uh, i guess well, we'll figure it out but let me know next time you have one i might fly down there <laughs> all right well, i mean we got an extra room so yeah and maybe, look we, we meant to record while tim was over here something but it was so quick and it was cool everybody was just kicking it no big but uh but next time we'll we'll do something a little bit form, more formal and uh, you know have a little more a uh, little more planned stuff around it. Um, but getting into the action, so um, I don't know where we want to start. There's uh, some really weird stuff out there that that's coming up that's a little esoteric. Um, and one of the things I'm looking forward to is this anime on Netflix called Cannon Busters, and I'm gonna just be real. All the reason it even stuck out to me immediately. It's got black folks in it. And not just like, oh, it's a black person or two here. They are the protagonists and they are the villains. And apparently the black, well, the black, the English dub was done by black actors as well. And, you know, got to support black actors, baby. So I'm going to be in there watching the English dub and just going through it. And apparently Keith said he's already gone through it. Oh, yeah, I watched it. it. I think it took me like two days, like right after it came out, I watched it. And um, just, a, just a small little thing I want to say about it that I really enjoy. I know at, at first we were just talking about, I said there was really not too much that stood out about it, but now that I think about it, I kind of lied. Um, one thing that I really liked was the music and it did have mm. its, its, its own little vibe to it, right? Mm. And, and I liked the use of like jazz and R&B music. And which is something I've never, well, I'm not saying I've never seen this in the anime, but it's not very common. Right. Um, and it, it probably doesn't include, you know, American black actors in it. Right. Definitely not. And so, and it's, it is an anime that's worth watching in English over watching in Japanese for those who prefer to watch it in Japanese. Now, um, I guess it's worth saying for those who don't know what anime is, we're talking about Japanese animated television shows. Right. Now, the only thing, the only, I guess, criticism I had of it, and I know this is like a very nitpicky thing, is the character's hair. Okay. Like, 
they still kind of have their anime-ish looking hair. You know what I'm saying? They all look like they got perms. So you don't, really have, you don't have characters really that have like a, a kinky style of hair. Except for the main character, he kind of has that look. But the majority of them look like they all went and got perms. So, I mean, it, maybe it's it's like in the 70s style. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, the mixture but, of fantasy and sci-fi is, is, is excellent. Only I'm really excited about it, man. <laughs> I'm, gl- I'm glad. Because, see, you, you're somebody who is a savant of anime. So, you know, since you gave me your stamp of approval, I'm... You know, looking forward to giving it some time. You know, it's kind of hard to sneak it in there with, with daddy duties, but I want to make it happen, though. Right. Yeah, it's worth watching. All right, so, Keith, what about you? What What's something uh, you're looking forward to coming up here that we got to take a look at? I think the main thing is um, it's a Netflix series also. It's um, the, the Witcher. Okay. Wait a minute. When does that happen? Is that this year? Yeah, yeah, it's coming out. Yeah, hold on, let me check the, the exact release date. But um, have you checked out? Have any of you guys checked out the trailer yet? So I'm going out of my way not to learn much because I just kind of want to go in as fresh as possible. But that's um, it, oh my god, how do you say? Is it Henry Cavill, the guy who played the Superman, oh. uh, most latest Superman? Yeah, I most latest okay. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he is um, playing uh, the main character. <laughs> Yeah, and so I guess we'll see how that goes. I mean, I'm, you know, video game adaptations, whether we're talking about film or TV, have not had a good run. I can't even think of what's the best video game adaptation. Um, yeah, yeah um, I don't know. It would have to be because they all pretty much suck. But if I had to name one, I'd say the first Mortal Kombat film. Ooh. Is that the best one? I mean, that's a good movie to me, for you know, for what it is. What else do we got? We got Super Mario Brothers. We got Mortal Kombat 2. Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed. Resident but, Evil? But, what? Which one? Resident, Resident Evil. Ooh. Uh, no, no, no. You know what the best one is, actually, this kind of recent? Uh, Resident Evil, though, I mean, you can count that, but it, it's not the video game at all, really. It's super weird. Um... Uh, damn, I just had it. Oh, Castlevania, the anime series on oh, Netflix. That actually that was pretty is, solid. That now that is really good. But I, I, I thought, yeah, you're right. That's a good adaptation. That has to be the best. But I'm thinking more like live action adaptations. Okay, okay. Uh, and so, hmm, and one thing I too, I think that The Witcher will do well with in a way, the same way that Castlevania did, is that it's going to fit in its own type of medium into where I feel like it will work. Because The Witcher has like this look to it that is very similar to like Game of Thrones, and you can and I can even tell by the trailer like you can kind of get a, a feel of where they're trying to go with the story, and they can be able to spread this out over a number of episodes over trying to make a movie that's going to be an hour and thirty minutes. And The Witcher, the story is just too it's too epic to try to fit it in into just like a movie, so. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I I have high hopes for it um, since they put it into a series, and I think Netflix is gonna you know give it some justice. So okay, yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah, I, feel uh, like I feel like Cavill is an A-lister, and his people are not gonna let him make make something that isn't good. So like the script must be solid. 
I would I would anticipate this being better than people might expect. So when when an actor is taking on something that might not seem like a safe bet, like what's what's the approach that people take with that? That's something that you know I, I kind of feel like I don't always understand. Um, like do they just have like their team of people just kind of say okay, like we got to pick certain kinds of things? Like for example, you know we hear people say I don't know how true this is or not that with Will Smith. Um, he made a decision in the mid nineties, like, okay, the things that's hot right now are like aliens and, you know, whatever, right? Not the and so he, Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, that whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Um where he, he turned that down and Keanu took it and he's like, Oh shoot, I should have taken that. Um like how how does that work, you know, according to what you know as as somebody who gets to see that some of that happen in Hollywood? Yeah, I mean, I write about this as a reporter, but honestly, William Goldman, who's one of my favorite writers, always says that the big secret of Hollywood is nobody knows anything. And I Mm -hmm. think everyone thinks every project sounds good. And some of them really are and some of them aren't. But you can get it pitched, get it pitched by your people or discovered on your own uh, and think it's going to turn out fantastic. And sometimes it doesn't. And like I'm reading a book about Robert De Niro right now called De Niro by this guy, Sean Levy, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And you, you see like how De Niro made some of his movies and some of them are like, he read an, he read an article or read a treatment long time ago, held on to it, kept trying to get the right people on board and they did. And then you get like a taxi driver or a king of comedy and other times people come to him and go, Hey, uh, putting together a movie about a couple of convicts impersonating priests. And they bring in a good writer, David Mamet, and they get a good director, Neil Jordan, and you get um, Where No Angels, which is a pretty terrible movie. So you just never know how it's going to shake out. I mean, things that sound really good on paper just sometimes aren't. Yeah, sometimes the creative team just end up not meshing properly one way or another. So, um, yeah, there's a a lot that that happens. So um, more reasons that a project, once it gets started, just ends up not working out like Swamp Thing, what we saw happen with Warner Brothers in, the, in that DC property recently with the TV series, uh, where it had one episode come out, and then before it even got going on its run, it was canceled, and they had to like wrap stuff up real quick, and you know it ended up not having the kind of uh, creative freedom that they thought they had previously. So yeah, there's a lot of things that can happen. Um, okay, well, you know, th- thanks for kind of explaining that in some context. I was just thinking about that. Um, so Tim, like for you for 2019, like what what's something else that you're looking at is is being worthy of taking a look at? Uh, we covered the one I was probably most anticipating, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, but it's actually a close tie between that one and another movie coming out later this year, sometime we don't know when. Uh, and this is another big win for Netflix, The Irishman. Uh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the De Niro Scorsese movie with Pacino, the first movie where Pacino, De Niro, and Scorsese are, Scorsese are all together. Uh, I'm very excited for that. It has the whole digital de aging thing, which we're all sort of skeptical of, I think. And I'm very curious whether this movie is going to be one of my favorite movies or just a huge disappointment because this is kind of they really took a big risk. They spent a lot of money on the de aging. They've really spent a lot of time trying to get it right. This is a project that has definitely been in development for a long time and has been through a lot of iterations. Uh, I believe it's probably safe to say that it's been in the making for a decade, all, you know, soup to nuts. Like, whoa. Um, yeah, because one of the books that it's, was it was almost based on a book by Don Winslow. Um, 
the backstory is like Scorsese and De Niro were going to adapt the Don Winslow book and then they got this instead and they tried to combine the two and they ended up not combining the two and they did this instead. It's an adaptation of a book called I Hear You Paint Houses, um, which is, I guess, a mob euphemism for I Hear You Shoot People Inside of Their Houses. Uh, <laughs> I'm all in. I'm really excited about this. And I'm going to I'm going to be a little forgiving of um, of the digital de-aging if it isn't great. As long as the story is good and the music is good and all that. I love Scorsese. I love De Niro. I love Pacino. Uh, so is what what is the general plot of the film? Like, because I, I, it's something like when I was watching the trailer, I was like, this looks like it has political intrigue and mafia stuff. Not quite sure what's happening, though. Joe Pesci is in it, too? Pesci's Dude. in it, too. Dude, it's got all the <laughs> folks, man. We got Joe Pesci. We got Harvey... I can't never say his last name. Harvey Keitel is the best. Harvey Keitel. We got Ray Romano. It's got all your people, man. It's got everybody. All your people. So, but like, what's happening in this movie, though? I think, I think it's De Niro as a mob hitman who kind of knows where all the bodies are buried. And that's what his name is like. Uh huh. Just his relationship with a lot of other key figures, including Jimmy Hoffa, um, over decades. And that's why you got mm. the young De Niro and the and the modern age De Niro. Gotcha. Yeah. Sounds like my type of movie. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of old Pacino and a lot of old De Niro, and it's just it's it's really cool to just see these guys age on screen, and then we're gonna get to see them de-age on screen. So I think it's gonna be just a fascinating kind of, if nothing else, it'll be some incredible mindfuckery to just go wait a minute that reminds me of goodfellas and that reminds me of raging bull and that reminds me of you know scarface and like all of the other iterations of these two actors what was the um magic i'm drawing a blank what was the scorsese film like one of the first films he did with de niro mean streets yes yeah i um i bought that movie like a few months ago and it was my <laughs> first time watching it and it's like Excellent. <laughs> yeah, I just got the I just got the DVD used for five bucks because it had the director's cut and I've never heard I had the director's commentary and I've never heard that before. So I was like, that's definitely worth five bucks. Yeah, that's pretty dope. I, I haven't listened to the commentary yet, but I did um, finally watch Mean Streets for the first time, and I've probably seen Taxi Driver like over shit, I don't know too many times to count. So. Well, you know, speaking of de-aging, too, something else that came to mind, and it wasn't something that actually was on my mind immediately, but as you mentioned it, I've seen it in movie previews so many times now, I, you know, kind of can't uh, help but mention it. The Will Smith movie, Gemini Man? Oh, yeah. Have you seen this, Keith? The trailer for it? Yeah, I'm not really into it, but I saw the trailer, though. Oh, what a, man, this is exactly your kind of movie. An assassin who goes out doing stuff and then he's almost murdered by himself and he's trying to stop himself from going down the same path as himself so i'm saying it correctly it's um i think the the de-aging thing it kind of threw me off a little bit um i think it's fine to use that in the movie when it's not used like the whole time for the other movie like maybe like a scene or two but I think it's gonna be hard for me to get over that as I, you know, as I'm sitting there watching it, you know, and um, I don't know. It just it just seemed pretty bland to me, honestly. 
it ain't hologram Tupac, so I got to see how it go first. I don't know. And it's just and it's and it's Will Smith, you know. I don't know. He's be- had he's had an interesting career like the last decade or so because like right, it's it's been like the movies he's done that are actually really good kind of don't get a lot of mention, but then like a lot of the big things don't really do that well. So right. I'm curious to see if if he can put together a blockbuster in this case that's really um, gonna you know get some form of critical acclaim. It's been a little while, but I think the 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 last film he did that mostly got a lot of really great coverage was um oh shoot what's the thing where he's like the last human and he got a dog with him legend uh, I yeah am. I am legend there we go that was good this book is so good but in the movie I I didn't really care for it but but you know what I I was thinking sometime I think it's good for actors to sometimes like these big name actors to every once in a while take a back seat in a role. And and then I guess kind of become, you know, fresh in someone's head and just play real good in that particular role. Like I was telling you guys the other day, I just <laughs> I just recently watched Jackie Brown. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I kept thinking as I was watching it was um was Robert De Niro's role in the film. I feel like he took a, a back seat in that role, but he he was he did a real good job in it though, you know? He wasn't he wasn't a main character. He was kind of like a I don't know, like a, a grunt in a sense. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. I think about it like what if you have these particular people like the Rock or Will Smith every once in a while take a role like that and just be the best that they can be in that particular role. But see, that's what I mean, too. Like when, when I was asking Tim that question about projects, I'm honestly shocked that. You know, a lot of people once they hit a certain status, they don't do that on occasion. Right. You know, kind of, kind of like be like a featured mm-hmm. artist on a song. Like you ain't got to be the main one on the song all the time. You can just kind of kill it for like thirty seconds and be be gone. Yeah. Yeah. And, and people be like, man, he really crushed it. Like, yeah, I was in the studio for like an hour and I left and I did How many great work. Seen um, Jay Z do that and that'd be one of his coldest verses. Oh, so many. Anyway, yeah, I want to dive too deep in music, but yeah, I mean, like, I feel like you know, um, actors should be, you know, where they see an opportunity to do that more. I, I think it kind of builds up their own legend, you know, um, if they're willing to do those things. Right. I um, reason why I was, I I thought about it too from watching Jackie Brown. Then I was on Instagram, and um, some people were putting up like. The dream, their dream cast for this new Mortal Kombat movie that's coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody had put, I'm not sure exactly who did it, but they put that they wanted Rock to play the Rock to play Goro. Mm-hmm. Think myself, hell no, nah, the Rock ain't gonna play Goro. I ain't no way in hell. There's no way in hell he would. But think how awesome that would be if he did play Goro. Uh, the Rock, look, I don't even know what the Rock's list of stuff is. Rock don't get killed. <laughs> Goro doesn't have to. Well, Goro will have. Yeah, to he die. does. Yes, he does. <laughs> but just think how badass that would be for the Rock to get killed. It'd be amazing. It'd but be he's a, not gonna do it. It's kind. Of, it, it and it kind of would remind me of back when he played um in the Scorpion King, which was you know terrible, but it was still cool as a kid to see the Rock play in the Scorpion King. But this was before he was a, a mega star. Now here's the thing though, The Rock in The Mummy Two was was it The Mummy Returns? I guess 
He was real good at Scorpion King. I mean, look, he was there for like not even 10 minutes, but but he was good there. I, hey, look, hold on. The Scorpion King's an okay movie. It's okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. When the Rock, I ain't talking about the Scorpion King movie by itself. I'm talking about when the Rock was in the Mummy as the Scorpion King. That was real cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Um, I think I like Scorpion King movie better than you probably, but whatever. All right, we can come back to that. But okay, what about this? What about the Rock playing Shao Kahn then? Oh. So he'll be mm, nah, but I don't know if. Nah, I don't want that. I don't know. Nah, it's I mean not 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 that again, rock and poles and figure this and that, but like I I wanna see somebody else do that. Yeah, you're right. But but him as Goro would be perfect. But that's yeah. why I'm thinking like sometimes these big name actors, they can, you know, take take a step back, you know what I'm saying? Be Brad Pitt in Deadpool too or something, you know? You ain't gotta oh, always yeah. be the- <laughs> I forgot he was in that. I still ain't seen it. Damn. Oh well. Anyway, so <laughs> and then I guess Ryan Reynolds is in Hobbs and Shaw for like five minutes. He was, I guess so. Tw- really. Twitter ruined it for me. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's been a couple weeks. It's okay to say, but that's cool to me though. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes just do stuff like that. You know, sometimes play off the fact that you're a megastar. Like Will Smith could do that sometimes, and that'd be cool. Will Smith and oh, Star Wars out of nowhere. That'd be amazing. He Please did it in Anchorman like too. That's okay. All right. You know what? Yeah. It's like me, silly. Yeah, that's true. That was amazing. Yeah. yeah. And that's mm-hmm. like, you just always remember when people do stuff like that. I just wish I, you know, big actors did that more. So, anyway. Cool. Well, uh, let's see. I know there's one big one we definitely want to get to because we'll be covering it in our next episode. Is there anything else we want to get to before we mention that one? Uh, I want to little experience we had at the movies yesterday we went to go see the farewell the missus and i um with whom i do the shoot this now podcast just to get that out of the way yep yep um we went and saw the farewell it's fine it's a nice movie um but before the farewell there's this ad for this movie called britney runs a marathon where the plot is this woman is like kind of struggling at work and struggling in her relationships and she her doctor's telling her she needs to lose weight so she commits to running a marathon and we both kind of look at each other like, that's a movie? Like, that's cool, but, like, that's a movie? And then the next mm-hmm. thing is Harriet Tubman. And it's yeah. Harriet Tubman escaping from slavery, going north, and then going, like, I'm going to go back and save more people. And saving mm-hmm. literally hundreds of people and risking her life constantly. And we're like... They should be required to show these two trailers back to back before every movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I don't know if I feel like running today versus <laughs> Harriet Tubman. Oh, but I don't know when that movie, when the Harriet Tubman movie comes out. Um, it looked good. You know, it's have you have you seen the 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 preview for that yet, Keith? Yeah, I have. I, I also put put a post of that on the on the Instagram too. Yeah. So um, top of that stuff. So we, I know. Well, I mean, no, man. I it's, I don't know how many of these movies I can watch, but um, <laughs> I'll look black actors, man. I'm, I'm I'm gonna go see it, dude. Yeah. I, I I honestly I hate slavery movies. Like I'm not. I don't know. I'm probably not supposed to say that or something, but like I, I studied U.S. history. Like 
I've read the books. I don't enjoy seeing this on screen in any way. Like I'd rather just not. Um, like it, it's not like I'm learning our history by watching the movies. Like I feel like I know our history and it's horrible. And I'd rather just like not sit through two hours of this. Um, mm. But she's one where Harriet Tubman is one of the most amazing people who ever walked the earth. And that was a trailer where I was like, yeah, they probably dramatized some stuff and they probably made it sound um, like more dramatic when it was. And there's one part where she's like commanding union troops. And I was like, yeah, that's bullshit. That definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, that's what I mean. Like, Dude. Okay. But then <laughs> I looked it up and it's true. What? What are we? It, it is true. She led a raid of Union troops, like into Confederate territory. That happened. She's the only woman who ever led Union troops, which is, I'm all in. I, like when a movie, like when a movie is like, this, when when the thing in the movie, I'm like that couldn't possibly have happened, and it did happen, and it's like even better than it is in the trailer. I am all in on Harriet Tubman. First off, check out this poster though. That's yeah. pretty bad poster. Keith has the poster <laughs> in front of him. That is a yeah. badass poster. It is pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, I'm just not ready. You know, but and I feel like I'll be able to handle that even better than it. What's this movie? The what is it? JoJo something like the Nazi satire movie? <laughs> JoJo Rabbit. Who the, yeah. Who's asking for this? Like I, you know, there was this this uproar last week somewhere on on social media where. Some Disney executive saw it, and he was like, "I don't know. I forgot how it was put, but the Disney executive said something like, "I don't know if we can sell this or like how how audiences will respond." And I think a lot of people read it like, "Oh, like they're make the the right won't like or some whoever the hell they think on the right likes Nazis or whatever the hell um, that they'll be offended." But I was like, "Hell, <laughs> what about me, the person who doesn't really feel like watching Nazi jokes or whatever the hell is supposed to be going on? Like, I'm not gonna go see that movie in theaters." Is that the movie um, where the boy has Adolf Hitler as an imaginary friend? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I would oh. be I would be real skeptical of this movie, except that it's Taika Waititi, the guy who did Ragnarok. So I, I, I'm aware. I, I and again, I look. I let people who I trust, such as you, tell me whether or not it's worth seeing. But <laughs> on its face, I'm not finna go out of my way to spend money on that. And it's it's not because I don't trust the the people behind it. You know, I know they got some good people working on it. You know, I'm just not. I don't know. I don't know. It's not, I'm not big on that. That's you know whatever. We'll see. Maybe they find a way to handle it that's really really well done. It's gonna take quite a performance for the entire creative team for me to make a decision to go do that. Yeah. So <laughs> I was gonna um ask you guys, have y'all seen um the Peanut Butter Falcon yet? Or have y'all heard of it? I that does not what? <laughs> looks pretty interesting. This is uh this, this is, is a style of buff film. Um it's a. It's pretty much about this 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 guy who has um, Down syndrome that runs away from a nursing home to pursue a dream of becoming a professional wrestler, and he comes across um, Shia LaBeouf's character, who, whom is a thief, that takes him. They pretty much go on like this journey so that he can take him to this camp to become a wrestler, and his wrestling name is the Peanut Butter Falcon. I don't know. It looks it looks fun. It looks um, heartwarming. 
It it seems like something by uh, on it. God, uh, was it Mark Marin? I don't know why his name's coming to me hearing that. It just sounds so crazy and fanatical. And I guess also because he did that wrestling show on Netflix that I can't think of the name of right yeah, now. Glow. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. For some reason, I can like envision him doing that. Um, the power strange. of character. That um, seems so strange. Also, another thing I'm looking forward to is um, the Mandalorian. Oh yeah. Which is coming out November twelfth, so I guess um, Disney Plus is gonna get all my gonna get some of my money for a couple of months. Wait a minute, when is when does that come out though? The Mandalorian comes out November the twelfth. So Tim, quick question: when <laughs> when Disney Plus comes out, do we lose all the Disney stuff on Netflix? I think you should expect to see a lot less Disney stuff on Netflix when Disney Plus is out because they then become a huge competitor. It may not be right. all of it at once, but I would expect a gradual disappearance of Disney owned properties. Um, and I'm like Keith, I had like, for some reason I didn't really think about Mandalorian or it seemed far off. And then like about four days ago, I started to get really jazzed for it. Right. Like, I now what's, it, what's the, what's the series about though? I'm not obviously the Mandalorian, but like what, I mean, it seems like it's about Boba Fett, but maybe not about Boba Fett. I don't want to, I'm, have they've been kind of careful in the language where they said it's about a Mandalorian who like is kind of on outer worlds, I guess, of Star Wars. And I don't think they've explicitly said it's Boba Fett, but I feel like it's Boba Fett. Is it Boba Fett? Um I don't Could it not be Boba Fett? I don't That's... think it's Boba Fett, but um you know what? I would prefer if it wasn't Boba Fett, personally, but I just think I just like these um these little Star Wars stories that's not completely connected to the whole Skywalker thing. Yeah, me too. And the more that we get of stuff like that, the more that I really, really appreciate the um, Star Wars um, mythos, yeah. and and also like just a different vibe. Like I, I want to see more of the Star Wars universe underbelly. Um, I want to see more anti-heroes. I want to see more, you know, questionable behaviors and stuff like that. Um, instead of like you know our glowing perfect characters like Rey and Luke Skywalker and you know uh, Princess Leia so that's probably why I'm looking forward to it I don't know any details as far as the plot but I'm excited about it overall yeah I really liked Rogue One I know it wasn't R-rated but it felt like R-rated Star Wars like it was so much darker (laughs) than all the other movies and I'm I'm right there with you I'd I'd like to see like let's hang out in the cantina when Luke Skywalker's not there yeah when the force isn't controlling everything what happens? All right. I want to see the dirty, like, yeah, Rogue One is the dirty dozen or something. <laughs> uh, yeah. Since seven. Like, that. that's the type of feel I got from Rogue One. Even though I know some people, I don't know, kind of shitted on it, but I thought it was a good film. It was fine. It was fine. I mean, I liked it more than I disliked it, you know? Right, you know, right. There were issues with it, but I mean, that's a solid movie. Like it more than The Last Jedi, I tell you that. But, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm trying to let that go. I like um, Last Jedi a lot, and on second watch, I actually like Rogue One more. Right. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, so, last thing that we're definitely going to uh, cover for now, uh, Carnival Row. I don't know how to describe this. It's, a, it's an anime, uh, I mean, Lord, anime, <laughs> Amazon <laughs> series um, that's about, it's, it's a fantasy series about uh some some murders that are happening 
and there are I think fairy people. I I don't know what the race is called. They're called the Fae. Okay, and they're being discriminated against in this world. They are regular humans, but like there's potentially a mythical racist going on a spree of murders and there's a human detective trying to figure out what's going on and he has some relationship or connection to uh, one of the the fae um that's what i got from the trailer but yeah. you know I, I don't know what else to add from that and i haven't watched any of the series yet uh although we have an opportunity to do so we will be reviewing it in the next episode i'm really excited to see how it goes i know we got orlando bloom um uh who, who's the the other um key actress uh, opposite of him Kara I'm going to mess up her last name De La Vin. Yes, yes yes she has a very interesting face um she has the best eyebrows in the business how that's what it is it's the <laughs> like I couldn't figure Did out y'all what talk her... about this already does she no they're awesome yeah like I didn't know if it was her eyebrows if it was her eyes if it was her cheekbones or is it a combination of both but um she looks like something like she looks like a, a anime character or she looks like a, a elf from Middle Earth without makeup in a good way. Yeah. You know what I mean? She unique. She has a unique face, I feel. Um, and I think Carnival Row is pretty interesting. I only watched one episode thus far and I, I can see what they're doing with it. Uh, I just want to see, you know, how far they're going to go with it. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of reminded me a little bit of Bright, almost. Okay. And and only only from the the, the mindset of like usually when we have these um, fantasy characters, they're always in, I guess, in popular culture, and you, you, we see them in more of a, I guess, a what's the word I'm looking for? A middle age setting, mm-hmm. and outside of something like Harry Potter or something. So it's it's very interesting to see this, and I'm I'm trying to think what time period it is. What, what, what would you Kinda say? Kind of like it, I mean the the look and feel is like um like not, like maybe 1830s. It's like the 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 the, the um the uh, oh my god what's that period called? Is like the in, the industrial revolution is about to happen or right, just right. underway. Kind of like um. And 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 I don't know if the area is it's like a, a alternate universe version of London. And yeah, because it's like well, I, I said decades before this, so it's probably like eighteen sixties, eighteen seventies kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and the world's changing, but now we also have these other people present. And I and I don't know that they've always been there, or they just suddenly kind of be you know became part of the known world, or if they're different dimensions and all that kind of stuff. I'm curious well, to see how they could do it. Well, they, in the well, pretty much the the humans came across the Fey. They mm-hmm. came to their land and they ran them from their land for their resources. Oh, okay, one of those. Yeah, it sounds it's like Final Fantasy. Okay, <laughs> it, it sounds like America, but anyway, they um they run them off from their land and they, you know, try to commit genocide. You have a group of people that literally try to uh, wipe out all of the Fey. Mm-hmm. And then the ones that that do escape from their homeland, they come to the more human human world, and they're treated like um, trash, pretty much. Well, at least they cover that in the first episode. I'd hate to have that mystery held forever. 
they cover they cover a lot, and they also give you a little a small brief history at the very beginning. Okay. They kind of do like that Black Panther thing with like, in the world, before we got here, here's what happened to everyone. That's kind exactly what I did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, they did something exactly like that. You got it. Perfect. Um, awesome. Well, um, I think that's our list for now. Um, we <laughs> we covered way more than I thought we were going to, which is pretty hilarious. Um and I'm sure there's going to be so many other things that we cover, you know, outside of this for the remainder of the year on the pod. Um, and it's it's going to be really exciting. There's a lot of things happening. I think Disney Plus really is going to be like just probably the thing that's going to change the landscape going forward for good. Um, and since they're the driving force of Hollywood right now, um, I'm just really curious to see how it's going to function. And they're going to get a lot of adoption because they're not charging an arm and a leg for their product. So it'll be really interesting. How much is Disney Plus going to be? Do you remember? I think it's eight ninety nine. I want to say it's even lower. I thought it was closer to 7 Because can- it's like you get Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. So they're like covering everybody. Wait, you get Hulu? Uh, yeah. Well, what if you already got Hulu, though? <laughs> then, it, then it's going to be packaged in, baby. Uh, this says Disney bundle with ESPN and Hulu to cost twelve ninety nine. Disney Plus oh. by itself will be seven ninety nine. Okay. Yeah, but see, that's a middle finger to Netflix still because I think Netflix I think two up, two screens is twelve ninety nine. I think for Netflix, brutal. I mean that that's going to be something else. So the thing is, they're probably going to have to start cutting back budget a little bit. I mean, the one corner they're always going to have will be um, like comedy, at least the way they're approaching it right now. And, oh, we didn't even bring up Dolomite, the Eddie Murphy stuff. There's a Dave Chappelle special coming up next week. Um, Comedy is is still going to be their bag. I don't know if people are always going to pay that much for comedy, but um, we'll see. I don't watch comedy, so I don't pay for it. I mean, Disney Plus and, and Hulu even, it, that's not their approach, you know, uh, comedy stuff. Um, and Netflix still will have, you know, right now they're going to keep that that um, kind of romantic um, comedy, you know, bag. That's them. Um, well, so Netflix is pulling out some good originals and some of their animes are pretty decent. So they got that. Yeah, but I mean... There's there's too many services coming up. This will be, you know, maybe we should talk about that at some point next month. Like just all these services coming out because there are about another three or four coming other than Disney Plus, and people are gonna start making some real decisions about yeah, what they're gonna crazy. subscribe to. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. Our first choice, the first thing that each of us mentioned was was a Netflix show, which is telling for like how well Netflix is doing. But Disney Plus, I mean, it's gonna be a major competitor. It's gonna be a major factor, and who knows how it all shakes out? Like a year from now could be a really interesting time. But see, Amazon, they're, they're doing some really cool stuff, too, um, as we just mentioned with Carnival Row. Um, and also, well, yeah, no, I haven't even watched it. I know people talk so so highly of it. But then also you got the Lord of the Rings series coming. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, they got some big stuff on the way. Um, and, they, and they're doing really good stuff with the content they have. So I'm really, I mean, the, the content wars are just beginning. Uh, and really the boys was good. Yeah, the it, boys was excellent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I don't know how I didn't bring that up. Yeah. So, um, and and online, man, people are loving the boys. They're talking all about it. So, 
yeah, and season two is already in de- in development. Uh, so yeah, it's gonna keep going. We'll see if they go past a, a second season, but there's a lot of material for them, so they might go maybe at one more additional season. But we'll see. It's a totally different story too than than the comic. So um, I'll you know. stick around on that show for a long time. Yeah, man, it, it's solid. It makes an impression on everybody I've I've uh, talked to who's wa- who watched the show so far. So, um, well, with that said, uh, look, if you made it this far, definitely, definitely, definitely tell a friend about the show. Uh, we really appreciate you taking this journey with us. Uh, please review the show on whatever platform you're listening in on. Um, also, um, this was mentioned earlier, but please check out Shoot This Now podcast with Tim and his lovely wife. Uh, where they talk about real life stories that, that should be turned into movies. They got some really cool stuff coming up uh, that we think you guys are going to be super impressed with. But of course, we're not going to be spoiling what those topics will be. Yeah, we're in um, a little bit of a hold right now for anybody who listens to both because we're planning some very big things and we just want to get those geared up properly. But um, we'll be back soon, very soon. And also, check out a website called Coffee and Namaste that Keith is doing with some very nice oh. merch that you might enjoy. Oh, thank you for the plug. I wasn't even gonna throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got some good product for like you know mugs and tea and stuff like that. Definitely check it out. Coffee and Namaste. We should throw it in the uh, description. Yeah, and um, also check out, follow us on Instagram at the Low Key Pod. And so yeah, just follow us and um, even just slide in the DMs and give us some ideas and what you guys want us to talk about next time. So. Yeah, and comment. Let us know what you think. Um, you know, we, we'll always respond to you guys. Um, and, and it really helps us kind of figure out uh, where the needle's moving, what we need to be talking about, things we need to be addressing, specifically if we dropped a ball on something or, um, you know, aren't uh, given like kind of a full um, scope of, of conversation around something. So I really appreciate that when you guys are able to do it. And, um, you know, so it, it always helps. With that in mind, we're going to close out. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Peace out.